Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special episode of the AT and WB podcast. You could actually call this episode like an AT and WB Network special episode, as we're going to be discussing a WB Network and CW Network show. So it's two shows, really one show, but it's two shows. Unless you know and have seen the first show, then you know it's really one show. And there's no better person to talk about than our resident WB Network adult drama expert, Holly Levesque. Hi, guys. Yeah, I guess that is like, I would just say like, not just WB or CW, like teen drama expert. The only ones I have not seen, and I will say this, I've never seen Gilmore Girls come at me. I really don't care. I don't need to see that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You like you there's there's plenty there's there's plenty to pick from. Absolutely. Absolutely. But um, specifically like if we're going to talk Roswell, which is what we're talking today is I was absolutely a huge diehard fan when the show was going on in the early sorry, in the late 1990s to the early 2000s. On WB and UPN, actually, I will say. Yeah, 1999 to 2002. It was three seasons. Yeah, it got canceled after two seasons on the WB, and then UPN saved it only for one season, which we were so grateful for. I mean, like, I know so many different people were, you know, sending in Tabasco bottles and, like, making... Because it's such a huge fan base. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, and this is something that we'll be talking about a lot on this podcast. The the war and the battles between UPN and the WB network for being the fifth network. You know, there was ABC, CBS, NBC, and then Fox got in the game. So then WB and UPN decided we're both going to compete to be that fifth network. And... A lot of shows did move from the WB network over to UPN. I think really just the two, right? Those were the only ones. Yeah, those were the only, those were the only shows. It was also, obviously, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, yeah. season six and seven. It was just season three of Roswell. Yeah. And they were trying to create... Wait, I'll just say this now because of, like, you just mentioned Buffy, is that I went to a screening of Angel, the premiere of Angel, when it, like, first happened as a TV show. And it had, like, the Buffy episode before it. And so it was a thing for, like, the Television Academy, blah, blah, blah. And then they had the actor who plays Michael in the original Roswell came out to introduce everyone. Brendan Fair. Yeah, Brendan Fair. And I just remember being, you know, like, a child, being, like, 10 years old or whatever, nine years old. And this guy having a ball, man. He got wasted and was in the friend's fountain with, like, some random chicks he met before he started dating Maria in real life. I don't know if you know that. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Michael and Maria dated in real life, obviously. I Also, like, sorry. I know a lot. I'm just going to... I'm not even going to apologize. I'm going to make this known. I know a lot about this show. I know a lot about the actors on this show. I knew it beforehand, but... Instagram makes it a lot easier for me to know these things. Like, for instance, the actress who plays Maria, I feel like I really do want to look up how to say her name properly because I'm going to say it incorrectly and I want to make sure because she is from Venezuela. (laughs) And Mahandra. Mahandra Delfino? Yes. So, okay, by the way, she's a genius, like such a good actress. If you're not following her on Instagram, I don't know what you're doing with your life. 
Uh, but like I don't know if you know this as well, she was cast in the Shroot Farm like almost pilot that happened. So like yeah. she is amazing. But yeah, so she dated Michael while the show was going on, and then awkwardly enough, after the show ended, she got married to the guy who plays her cousin on Roswell. Wow. It was her first marriage. That's pretty crazy. So again, I didn't know that until I followed her on Instagram. Yeah. Roswell. So Roswell uh, was a WB show that again came out in 1999. It is about two star cross lovers who one of them awkwardly kind of landed in the Roswell crash of 1940. 1955? 47? 45? 41? <laughs> I feel like that's like. Um, so basically they, they crashed, but then they were in these like incubation pod situations. So like, so they basically had like a womb, it looks like a womb situation, like a space womb egg situation that they were cooking in for all of these years until they came out. And when they do, then they have to like their children and then Max and Isabel get adopted and Michael gets separated from them and gets put into uh, the foster care system and it's a mission but basically, Max, the minute he goes to school, he's immediately like in love with Liz Parker. Forever he's in love with Liz Parker, but he knows he can't do anything. He can't talk to her really because he's an alien. And he knows he's an alien because like when you are born out of like an egg pod situation and are covered in gelatin, like you are alien. And if you can do things, you know, like with your mind and make things happen, then you are an alien. Um just so you know. So if you're having these types of symptoms, you are an alien. Um, <laughs> just want you to know that. Uh, and so basically, one day at Liz Parker's family's restaurant, she gets shot. And she's lying there. And Max has to save her life. And he saves her life. He heals her. He takes the bullet out and uh, says, no, don't tell anyone. And, you know, leaving this silver handprint on her abdomen i say this because it's different later on in, in the new show the sequel series yes which is not it, it's a spiritual successor it's called but it's specifically called roswell new mexico yes and that's the cw network show yes so that's like basically but that's both of the introductions for both of the shows that's how both of the shows open except yeah. what's different about roswell new mexico is that liz parker rather than being Sherry Appleby, who's amazing in the role, like starts out a great career she has in television, which she's directing now on Roswell, New Mexico. But now we have, you know, instead of instead, we have Janine Mason, who is playing Liz Parker, and she is playing a dreamer. And when I say that, I mean a person whose parents risk their lives to come to this country in hopes for their children to not get kidnapped get raped but now there are illegal immigrants and she's a dreamer so she's first generation and she's a genius scientist just like liz parker is but she has all these other obstacles that the former liz parker didn't because she is latina and there is inherent racism in Roswell, new mexico as there is in probably every other state in this country and it comes out in this new show too like <laughs> yeah. there are ice agents totally like, very explicit in this show it's very political and they make jokes about the current president things that may happen and they're really on it uh playing with the legal alien element that goes along with the fact that 
she's in love with an alien, but he is, like, you know, white. And no one's questioning whether or not he's an alien because he's a cop. But that's a completely different take. Because the biggest difference between the two shows, I would say, is the uh, time gap. Because... They all grew up together in high school, but then something big happens and then it drives them all apart and they have to come back together like 10 years later. And that's what is in the new show. That's, that's in the new show because it's Pretty Little Liars. But yeah, it's because, basically... yeah, yeah. I, I'm just basically going to say this right now is that I love Roswell, New Mexico as a hardcore fan of the first show. So I really didn't know if I'd like this new one. Like, in all honesty, like, I didn't really know if I would. But I sincerely do, because it's a combination of not only the iconic, amazing original show that it was, but it also has so much of every other show that came after Roswell. It's clearly written, like Chris and I were discussing while we were watching the second season of Roswell, New Mexico, that the writers are clearly people who grew up watching Aaron Sorkin, who grew up watching Kevin Williams shows, grew up watching, you know, Joss Whedon shows. They grew up watching all of these shows and you can tell in the writing. It's there in the writing and it's it's really great to be able to see that in this type of show. But the shows it is, it is obviously Pretty Little Liars, like I mentioned, because Caleb represent. Tyler Blackburn forever. I love you. Which is a which is a Warner show. <laughs> yeah, actually, we're Warner gonna, television show. We're gonna do an episode pre liars. We actually already did one, but it didn't come out well recording, and we were on vacation, so whatever. It doesn't really matter. We'll do another one, which is better because I just did a rewatch. It'll be fresh and great. And so there's so much of pre liars in here, obviously with Rosa. Rosa oh, yeah. is Allison. You know, like she totally is without a doubt Allison, except. Like, she actually was dead, Rosa. Allison never... Well, she was buried and unconscious. And, um, spoiler alert for Pretty Liars, buried by her mother. But I won't say who who, who accidentally almost killed her, because her mom didn't. I'm just going to say that now. Um, <laughs> so that this show is obviously also so much in the Vampire Diaries universe, I don't really know what to do about it. Um, okay, so, yeah, so it's very firmly, like, they took the myth, like... The creator of the new show, Roswell, New Mexico, is Karina Adley McKenzie. And what she really did was she took the essence of the original series, Roswell, and then she kind of remixed it and said, like, okay, here's all this mythology, but I'm going to do this with this mythology. (laughs) So sometimes you're expecting this to happen because that happened in the original series, but instead this happens in this unique, not twist, but just like special new way of reinterpreting this mythology yeah, just reinterpret it exactly that that's a really good way of saying it. it's reinterpreting the mythology because all the bits and pieces from the original show are there it's 100 percent there and if you think it isn't it will be eventually because everything happens in different time for instance we don't meet like <laughs> i just cannot he isn't called karev but this is a long joke and if you go to the website i wrote an article about this a long time ago about like how Karev and um, and how Catherine Heigl plays a series of characters that uh, have different kind of... I think his name is Kavar. Yes, Kavar. And so Kavar always, I guess, kind of been at the back of Isabel's mind, but she was never really aware of him fully in her life until the third season. And then in the first season of Roswell, New Mexico, 
Kavar and this other alien who's bad news bears and who's trying to bring out something dark within her, something that drew her family to the brink of their planet being destroyed because she was the princess and Max was the leader of this country and Michael was the general of this alien world. And she was seduced by Kavar to betray them. And so we got through all of that and that realization immediately in the first season of Roswell, New Mexico, rather than the second and third season of Roswell, normal. But then you think that that's over. You think that like, oh my God, Isabel actually isn't the bad one. We don't have a bad one. Guess what? We still do have a bad news bears alien pod person. And that person is our hero. And that person is Max. Bum, bum, bum. And it was so obvious and I was upset that it wasn't somebody else. Because, like, obviously... In the new series. In the new season. Series. Because, like, if you've watched any Julie Plex show, (laughs) Doppelgangers... And this is a Julie Plex show as well. Doppelgangers are a big thing of it. But the dupes, as it's called, the episode, season two of Roswell, the regular show... You know, I can relate to this on so many different levels. Of, I'm a person that plans ahead. And so did these aliens, you know... In the original Roswell, they knew that they had to save their planet and save their race. And they need to send these like reincarnations of their leaders, but they need to send two batches. We need to have a backup plan. Say so if something happens, let's say an awful thing happens and all of the pods die. We need to have a backup one. So we already had doppelgangers built into the fabric of the Roswell world. But like obviously doppelgangers have always been a thing in literature and in television in general. I mean, Twin Peaks, I could go on and on. Yeah. Obviously Pretty Little Liars. And then obviously most done by Elena, Catherine, all of these incarnations, uh, Stefan, spoiler alert, in Vampire Diaries. So the doppelganger is definitely there. So I knew we would see like when you get the flash of like Minnie Max and then there's a man with like a, just like a white robe, but his face has a ski mask over it. Immediately I'm like, this is the East Area Rapist, but not, it's not that. <laughs> it's not during that time frame. Hey, HBO Max, this is <laughs> all synergy. But yeah, so I knew that was going to be someone we knew, but I was really praying and hoping it would be someone that we thought was a human, because I definitely think the new Roswell show is going to, we're going to have somebody who we think is a human is going to end up being an alien. And we kind of have that with Maria, because we found out that she is, has DNA of an alien. That's all I'm going to go into that. But I'm really... God damn it, like, the girl who, she is an original, she is Freya on the originals of Jenna Cameron is the character's name, played by Riley, and I love her as Freya in the originals. Um, So I, I'm just, like, really hoping she's secretly an, an alien. That's what I'm hoping for. Or, like, Diego, this who is, like, new Liz's uh, new... Like, old fiancé, sorry. They're no longer together after mm. the first season. Yeah, so... <laughs> What Julie Pleck did, like, was take this original show, too, and, like, she already has this mythology she built out and mm-hmm. and figured out in Vampire Diaries, followed by the originals. Perfected in the originals. by... I'm just gonna make this disclaimer right now. I tried to watch Vampire Diaries, like, three times before I successfully was able to watch it because, like, it's really dark and I mean, I just couldn't see anything and it didn't grasp me because, like, <laughs> Stefan is so boring. I can't even talk to you about how boring Stefan is. Oh, my God. But once you get over all of that and once, like, Klaus and, like, obviously becomes a thing, then the originals takes off. Watch the originals. It's just, like, vampire show but meets 
like a Shakespeare tragedy and it's amazing. And then now we have Legacies. Legacies. Which is a lot of fun and a completely different monster of the week. Totally Buffy the Vampire Slayer in every fabric of the show. If Buffy, if if Sunnydale High was a boarding school. Yeah. Basically. Absolutely. I really, like, from, and they even got, um... Oh my god, we got Wesley, yeah. We got Wesley back. So. Who, yeah, so like he... Alexis Denisoff. Yes, Alexis Denisoff played, uh... The new headmaster, second season of Legacies, and you're like, oh, something suspicious about that man. And he's like, yo, the villain, but he's not. He's actually in a box, which is the most like Harry Potter thing actually ever. Yeah. Mad Eye Moody represent. So, like, I. Mad Eye Wesley. Yeah, so I like really enjoy that he is, you know, not really a bad guy because I love Wesley a lot. He's the best. Oh, yeah. And so, like, another, like, way that they incorporate Vampire Diaries mythology into the new Roswell show, I will say, is 150% the cast. I mean, like, the most obvious, I just said Freya from the originals, but, like, obviously also our lead, Max Evans, is Nathan Parsons, and he was also one of the, he was a regular on the originals. I wouldn't say he's one of the lead characters, because he is definitely a complication in the Michelson family, because he is like cosmically betrothed to Haley, to Phoebe Tonkins' character, who's also in Vampire Diaries. Is he, she... a, is he a werewolf? He is like the king of the werewolves and she's the queen. But if we can even go back with Phoebe Tonkins, she was on Secret Circle. Yeah, which was like the failed witch twin show of Vampire Diaries. If you've never seen it, you should watch it. It's really good and I'm still annoyed it didn't keep going but yeah they could have they could have they could have crossed those two over at some point because it's the same writer the book series of secret yeah. circle and vampire Diaries. yeah but even going back to nathan parsons he even further is into vampire diary vampire mythology because he's in true blood he's a vampire so for those of you checking off at home he is a vampire alien werewolf because that's something that like you will find out in the show like when i'm watching certain shows i just like yell out what things they've been in different things because yeah. it's like phoebe tonkins mermaid werewolf which vampire tribe hybrid not tribrid her daughter's a tribrid a tribrid wow means that you're also a witch oh that, yeah it's your three things obviously so i yeah. guess she is a tribrid sorry she is because she is a witch in secret circle like tribrid needs to be a name of like a series of mm-hmm. books in themselves or mm-hmm. a name of a cw series mm-hmm. and then we also have in that oh maybe i'll just like michael trevino obviously is <laughs> My least favorite character in Vampire Diaries, but I love him here. I love I love him as Cal Valenti. Cal Valenti's always been one of my favorite characters. I always I always think that the humans on Roswell are so funny. In the original show, they really made a decision to make Kyle and Alex RIP. I will never get rid of I will never get over him dying in the original Roswell. I like will never get over Alex dying in the original Roswell. For all of time. That's something I will never... F- that goes on the same level as George dying and Grey's Anatomy, which are things that I will, like... I stopped watching Grey's Anatomy when that happened uh, for a long time, and I didn't start watching until Preston Burke came back for just one episode. Damn you, Chandra Rhymes! Only one episode! Wow. I think I should just go into that tangent. I think you know what tangent I'm about to go into. Yeah. Is that, like, I, I don't know if you guys know this, but, like, Janine Ma- Manson is that a Mason who plays our new Liz Ortego. She was on Grey's Anatomy at the time she got this pilot. 
So they had to write her out. And like the way they wrote her out was that she was an <laughs> she was a dreamer, just like Liz's. So she's a dreamer who got uh, take ice came into the hospital and she was going to get taken. And Meredith had to act really fast. And she made it look like she had worked with Christina Yang one of the best goddamn characters in television history for uh, her to go and study under Christina at her at her residency where she was completely owning this heart institute in Switzerland, I believe it is. Which is like also really, I just have to say, they had like really made her ingrained in the show. So it was like really wildly inconvenient, I think, for the writers. So like in a fever dream, I have had that like this timeline of like Liz in this uh, Roswell show is another version of her character on Grey's Anatomy because, stay with me folks, the other doctor that goes with Christina initially to go to the other hospital is this actor who is so amazing. He plays in in Grey's Anatomy. He plays like a really important, one of the really important interns, I have to say. It's like we always go through these really important interns on that show, but like him specifically had a very great arc. And so he leaves and becomes kind of Christina's new Burke in a way. Like I just have to say, like they definitely have a thing and that's what she needs. And he is that. And ironically, then he is in the show as well. <laughs> yes. Um, and in the flashbacks. In the flashbacks, which leads to like the real place where. They did Roswell, New Mexico so well. Wait, I can't first, even tell you what. First, his name is Gaius Charles. His name is Gaius Charles. <laughs> he is so, like, he's so good in Grey's Anatomy. He's so good in this show. If you, he's so good. Um, but, like, this brings up the thing that made this show work for me. The deepest connection between Roswell, Roswell yeah, and New Mexico. Is that, like, obviously, as a fan, when you're really a huge fan of something, you're really passionate about it and you're precious about it. So you don't want it to be messed with. And you have this idea of who you think Liz and Max are. And I think the most important thing you can do if you're ever trying to reboot or rehash, re-anything in this life, is make sure that you have essences of what used to make it great in this new show. And boy, do they have it. I mean, we have Sherry Appleby, who directed in the first season and in the second season. But in the flashbacks in the second season of Roswell, New Mexico, you have Jason Bear who is our original Max Evans. And I, Boom. yeah, and I didn't know the extent of how his character was going to be used throughout the season. And let me tell you, it was a pleasure to watch because, you know, from like, if you've watched the original Roswell, you had, you know, always Liz as this narrator. So in turn, we had him narrating his, him discovering the Roswell crash in 1947, which we figured out that was the year. Yes. Um, um, and so, and the the history and the mishistory of how that all played out. And it was really, really beautiful because he, although from, if you talk to anyone, he was really hard against these aliens and like fought against them and was a hard ass. But he, you know, fell in love with this alien. He fell in love with this alien and couldn't help but help her in whatever way he could, even if it ultimately and it did lead to his death before he could actually do what he promised her she would he would do for her, which is make sure those kids came out of the pod and had somebody to guide them. 
uh, that was her intention of being there and she was waiting until it was safe and i when you say she i have to say it's it is kayla it is kayla ewell and if you're a vampire diaries fan you know very very well who she is i mean she is the person we see get turned into a vampire in the first season in the first episode of vampire diaries she's vicky donovan matt's sister and she's also in the oc and she's also in the oc so when she goes on screen i yell uh vampire ghost surfer exactly uh because that's who she is and and now alien alien mom maternal alien mom because she plays michael's mom and so this is a really great lead into what i was starting to like realize last night is that this show feeds you what you think it's gonna be based on the knowledge we have of roswell high which is the source material of all of this the book the book Roswell, the TV show, and we, we have all those pieces. We have these ships or whatever you want to call them. But what if they're a little bit different? And it wasn't until we saw, we have this expectation of Liz and Max being the couple of this series. But what if they're not? And it wasn't, oh my God. And it wasn't until I saw the full flashback of Jason Bear and Kayla's arc that I understood that cosmically his line, the mains line that Alex Tyler Blackburn is part of, and the one that Michael is part of, which is through Kayla, through Norris, and like obviously them being aliens and her being his mother, they're cosmically linked. And it was clear in the flashback that they were, and it was clear that in turn, Alex and Michael have the same relationship, I would dare say, that maybe Max and Liz had in the original series. Oh, yeah. And so you think that you're really, you really are rooting for Max and Liz to end up together, and you are. And let's be real, like, the, based on the way that things really go, you want those fan favorite cu- couples to end up together. Not rollies that they should, um, but they end up getting together nonetheless. But I think that secretly the couple of this series are Alex and Michael. Oh, for sure. Yeah, but like Liz and Max have this ridiculous connection in the original series and Michael and Maria don't, you know? Because obviously Michael, in the new series, Michael's gay. Also, what I love about this series, they they make all these jokes of that Michael is, well, all the aliens, like, what is sexuality to aliens? Like, they can be, they can like anyone they want to. Like, what is sexuality on their planet? Who knows? They can date whoever they want. He dates Marie on this show. He dates Alex on this show. Yeah, he's pansexual. Isabel dates whoever she wants. Yeah. You know, while she's emotionally recovering from being, like, mind-fucked by her ex-husband. Yeah. Who, like, used and abused her and her abilities. But that's in in the original series, Catherine Heigl, it was Kavar who was mind-fucking her. And then her longtime relationship on Grey's Anatomy, her husband, who she ends up with in this beautiful episode that was, like, one of the hardest, like... It's so hard to write people out of shows yeah. and seeing how they wrote Karev out of Grey's Anatomy. Like, you're like, this won't work at all. And then by the end of the episode, you're like, how did they write that? How did they make this work without him even there, without the actor there? Chandra fucking rhymes. Without Katherine Heigl there, they made this shit work. Yeah. But so he's Karev. And then so Kavar, like, there's this like Katherine Heigl and it's Izzy and Isabel. Yeah, her same character's, character's name. It's just crazy how that all fits together. Same mythology. Yeah, and like I'd even compare like Alex to Denny. 
Absolutely. You know, and that's like my favorite, like my favorite, like my favorite part of the new show is 150% Alex Mains because like one, he's Tyler Blackburn. So already you have me, you have me at Pretty Little Liars, you have me. You can go into any TV show and somehow become the lead of it. Like, thank you very, very much. And he's a hacker in both shows. It's so funny. It's so funny where he's like, I have to do this, but I wish I had this technology. And I go, call Caleb because Caleb has those other missing pieces that just like Alex doesn't have. But again, um, I don't know if I ever said this, that the original Alex was played by Colin Hanks. So Colin Hanks, obviously, is Tom Hanks' son. And you would know that if you saw a picture of him because they look like the same person. But he got this gig when he was at Loyola, which is where Chris and I went for school. And he had to leave halfway through. And that's when he was dating Busy Phillips. So he booked this gig. And it's just like both of them, obviously, Busy Phillips had a great career in television. So has he. But it's amazing that they both started this way. And she was on the WB Network series yeah. Dawson's Creek. Yeah. Well, like she started on Freaks and Geeks. Let's be let's be realistic. About yeah, life. I'm keeping on brand. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. WB podcast. Yeah, but she wouldn't have gotten that until Jake Caston. He wrote on Freaks and Geeks. Oh, I don't, I don't remember. The, basically, the writers of Freaks and Geeks, one or two of them went to Dawson's, and that's why she got mm. on Dawson's. Okay. Um, There's so much that I've forgotten about fine. everything. That's fine. I know most things, unless like, I've forgotten them. I've forgotten so much about Buffy and Angel. Like, when we finally do the episodes of this podcast, I'll, it'll all come back to me. But it'll it's gonna be a crazy experience. Yeah. Oh, and, and like one of the funniest, like when you're watching Roswell, New Mexico, they like have Buffy references. They fully, they fully acknowledge what came before them. They said, uh, they made a joke about somebody's ferret being named Buffy, and then Alex corrected them and said it was actually named Willow. Oh no! Like no, it was like Alex said when I was a kid, yeah. I had an I had a pet named Willow. Look, the person first made a joke saying that it was Buffy based on what he was doing. And then he corrected them and said oh, okay. Willow, showing that he was gay and telling that man, yes, I am gay and you can flirt with me. But he was already, there was already one Buffy reference. And then he was like, actually, it would be Willow. And I further fell in love with Tyler Blackbird than I yeah. ever have, which is like, you need to follow I don't like. I feel like people don't do Instagram correctly. If you like TV shows, follow the actors that are on the TV shows because you'll find out all different kinds of details about the show. How like Michael on the new show, whose name is actually Michael in real life, Michael Blanis, he is so invested in the relationship with Alex and Michael. It's ridiculous. That's great. He has like, like. He has, well, like, one, if you're a fan of the new show, and you should be if you give it a shot, and you will be a fan of Michael, because of course you'll be a fan of Michael. He has a bunch of, like, um, just products that he's made that just has his name on it, or has his face on it, or has his face on it when he was, like, like a 200-and-something pound, like, 12-year-old. <laughs> it was yeah. amazing, like, chubby little guy. Um, or, like, different art of he and Alex. He fully embraces he... And Alex being this major ship of this relationship, which I think is really good to have really being what was being transmitted to the audience more and more as season two went on, even though they aren't together. It became very clear they're definitely supposed to be together. They're always going to be together, whether or not they're actually together. Sorry, Maria. And also props to them for going like 
full on like, are we going to have a poly relationship on the show? And maybe we will eventually. Who knows? I have no idea what ends up happening on the show. They definitely added three seasons in the second season. Again, this is all spoilers. So I hope you've watched all of and, the new and, and if you haven't now you will threesomes like jason bear coming back like i could tyler blackburn i mean you can't get <laughs> like they had such okay so there was a moment as well that like you think is alex dead because you see him in a trunk and you if you if you know anything about uh pre liars then you know that if you see someone in a trunk that ha- that that they look dead but in a blood coming out of their mouth and they look dead. They are not dead. They are, they, they are not dead. No, they are they, fine. They're actually, they're actually alive. They're actually a pig. <laughs> they're actually, they, they'll, no. Eventually there may be a pig in that trunk, but not right now. That'll be, that'll be for another A reveal once they have Mona back, yeah. obviously. So yeah, I, I knew he wasn't dead. Just because like, obvi- there are so many really funny jokes about shows that have come before it. You know, um, even they introduced this... I assume he'll come back in because he seems like a good side character that there's this guy who lives in the middle of nowhere, but he also, I guess, has like crazy doppelgangers created by the government. (laughs) That was a very interesting part. But and that is interesting mostly because he, spoiler alert, is Elena's real dad and not her uncle in Vampire Diaries. And Elena is a doppelganger. So they're playing with that and in general. He makes reference to, like, they're very aware that he oh, yes. was on the other show yes. and make these jokes about it. Yes. Because, like, this is this is the thing. A lot of people are like, I want to be on this show. I want to be on this network. You want to be on CW. Well, they'll take care of you for life, baby. You're on one CW show. You'll be on this one and this one. Even bit parts. Like, I'm going to say this Maria on this new show, who's great, she had a bit part. She had a few ep- episodes in Vampire Diaries. She played the woman that Enzo fell in love with and, like, got him through, like, being experimented on. And ironically enough, the guy who plays, it really is a spiritual version, kind of, of, like, a really faulty version of Sheriff Valenti. Alex's father, who is an awful son of a bitch, who, like, hates and beats his son for being gay. And I'm glad the bastard's dead. But he he was for Vampire Diaries, a bit part again, who played the the doctor, ironically, that hired <laughs> the nurse that then took care of, that is Maria on the show, that then took care of Enzo's. Everything is really, like, intertwined in everything. Yeah. And also, Jason Bear was on Dawson's Creek with Julie Pleck, because Julie Pleck is from Dawson's Creek. She studied under Kevin Williamson, who taught her everything she knows. And then some, and then she took all of that and all the horror and made Vampire Diaries. Exactly. Yeah. And also, we didn't know this. I just want to make this clear, is that the new Isabel Evans, one I love, because she has, like, that snarky Seth Cohen, like, dialogue, right? Like, always a great one-liner. It's great. But, like, we just found out, who's her mom? Well, she's Lily Cowles. Yeah. Who's her mom? Christine Baranski. Yes, Christine Baranski's her mom. And it's just like, I had no idea. I had zero idea. But then the more and more you see her, you're like, holy shit. Like, you are the spawn of Christine Baranski in every sense of the word. Just the way she is. They have the same nose. They don't have... Christine Baranski wishes... The, the, the makeup artist of the Grinch wishes she had her daughter's nose. They wish it. She... She... Yes, her daughter's nose is even more exaggerated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
but she's just a pro. She's just so good on it. And because it's always going to be you're taking these ideal characters and you're putting them on a new show. So you don't know how people are going to respond to it because, you know, even some of the actors responded incorrectly from the original show. I'm sorry to say this. Some of the actors responded incorrectly to the new show where they well, okay. I understand them responding incorrectly because Maria, the original, the original Maria and Michael, they had been trying to make their own spinoff spinoff of the show, which was of them having a detective agency of their characters, which I still like. Why can't we still have that? We can also have that. We can still have that in a world in a world where Michael Keaton is coming back as Batman Probably Val Kilmer now, too. Oh, yeah. And in a world where we can have four different people, also Robert Pattinson, playing Batman, we can have multiple Roswell TV series happening. That's all Absolutely. I'm saying. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, because I want to see Maria and Michael having a detective agency and using their smarts and alien powers to help people. And they're still trying to make that happen. So I will support that. But I also think that if you are part of something formally and you want to possibly make money in the future, then you shouldn't mal- badmouth it. And you should just be like, oh, maybe they'll let me on the show because that's what they did with, you know, Jason with, with our original Max. And he had a great arc. He was on like half, more than half of the episodes this season. I, I was shocked. Yeah, they gave him a major character for the season too. Yes, and they made him, they made him Liz. They made him Liz. It was really great because we know him as Max, as this alien king, yeah. you know, who was sent here with all these expectations that goes with that. And instead, he's just this guy who falls in love with this woman suddenly and who comes into his life and surprises him in different ways. And he's just Liz. He becomes Liz Parker and he's a narrator. He narrates it. And it's just like, I can't believe it. And even he has his diaries. They even like double down that much to make him Liz Parker where he, he has diaries. It's insane. And it's perfect. And I applaud them for doing that correctly. And... I know a lot of that probably had to do with Julie Plex's relationship with with Jason Bear and Sherry Appleby and Sherry because she directed a yeah. couple of the episodes. Yeah, she directed a couple episodes of the first season and the second season. So people were excited when she was doing that. Obviously, I mean, like if I could have anything, I would have that she would be the Kayla character. If I could have anything, I would have had her be the Kayla character. Yeah, but I understand her not being it. So yeah, but I also think again with them making Max opposed to this leader that they thought he was to being the darkness, the villain of I guess what it is, what this will be, what because with the original series there are obviously other alien presences. So I don't know if when they use their power at the end of the second season of Roswell, spoiler alert, to open the like this very thick like space plexiglass window in the middle of a rock. And it's in it's in the Vasquez rocks, right? <laughs> it will. It's definitely shot in New Mexico, but it will always be in the Vasquez rocks spiritually, because yeah. that's where the original Roswell is shot, and that's where everything will always be in the Roswell heart that I have. Uh, but then they are met with again the reveal of it being Max. It's like an old, really homeless version of Max, who has a very l- Big, long beard because yeah. he's been there, I guess, since. I would say since 1948. Big fluffy beard. Because in 1947, he fled. He was not supposed to be on the ship, the spaceship that crashed. He made the, sp- the, the spaceship crash. It was supposed to land peacefully. He was hijacking that plane and he escaped. And it wasn't until 
we found out in the flashbacks that Michael and Isabel's separate mothers, you know, they're not from the same mom or anything like that, were happily, like, in their li- living a year of their life with the new Preston Burke. In 1947 to 1948, they they made it known that there was this farmer that had crop circles during that time, but every went missing, and it was him. I don't know if you caught that. Did you catch that? It was him? It was the Max Doppelganger of the past. Mm, okay, That's yeah. who had the hand on Nora's, that's her name, and Kayla's. Yeah. Shoulder. That makes sense. Um, so they caught him on the night of the fire, and they put him there. Okay. That's what I expect to have happened. But my question is, is is that a doppelganger of, of Max? Or is that Nisado's ship shapeshifter from Roswell season one, who is like, was supposed to be the guardian of the pod kids, but then like only took Tessa, who isn't even in this series yet. I keep being like, is there a fourth pod person? Maybe there isn't. Maybe there's just three in this one. Yeah, because I mean, they, they had all the other, I mean, it's just like a different. That's why I really want Riley to be, a, <laughs> said vampire, to be an alien secretly. And the thing is, is that she still could be. That, like, the device that would make an alien die, she isn't directly around it. She's still a few hundred feet behind when it goes off. So Mm -hmm. she isn't in the direct... Vicinity. Vicinity of it. So she could be fine. Yeah. Also, you said New Preston Burke before. That, again, is the Gaius Charles character, Bronson, on the show. Okay, I will always say the New Preston Burke because emotionally, to Sandro, to Christina Yang, he is the New Preston Burke. Yeah, like... As brilliant and amazing and, like, she wants to make him what Burke made her. Exactly. And that's clearly what she has done with this series, uh, with like her move, uh, which was the right thing for for both Christina Yang and Sandro to do with their career. Because, yes. you know, like she tells Meredith, like, he's not the son you are. Yes, Meredith's the son, but like Christina Yang's a fucking son. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And she can go off and teach everyone in the world how to be a surgeon. How to be the best damn surgeon they can possibly be. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Mr. Feeney helped train her, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When she had a nervous breakdown after the... <laughs> There's nothing funny about Plane Crash, but I'm just, like, thinking about Grey's Anatomy, and I'm like, God, that's such a ridiculous show sometimes. So, I love yeah. it. I love it. Again, it's so ridiculous, and they somehow make it make <clears throat> sense in the writing it's somehow. It's genius. It's just, such good, it's just such good writing and good acting. After all of these years, they do it so well. But yeah, I just... I think that a lot for a lot of hardcore OG Roswell fans, people don't want to like the new show. But I don't know what, why don't you? Why don't you want to watch this amazing new interpretation of the show unfold? Yeah, new interpretation of this mythology. Yeah. I think that's what it is. Back when the original series was on, like we were saying, it was canceled and mm-hmm. UPN decided to pick it up. Mm-hmm. And they decided to pick up, they did the last two seasons of Buffy. And they decided to do the third version of The Twilight Zone. This is the third series of Twilight Zone. So now we're on the fourth, fourth yep. series with the CBS All Access show with Jordan Peele. But the this one with Forrest Whitaker. Uh, anyway, they were trying to make this like sci-fi network. Like UPN, they're trying to build it into like a sci-fi uh, like IP and IP, like a sci-fi Definitely. brand. Definitely. And I think they were mildly successful overall. 
um, with having, you know, like, they, they stole, like, WB Network's alien show, and then they stole their, like, vampire show. And then, you know, a couple of years later, they both merged in 2006. And the person who was running UPN actually became the head of the CW, which I always think is crazy. Because, let's be real, like, the WB Network definitely won... But these power moves of grabbing Roswell and grabbing Buffy are what put UPN kind of, kind of put WB Network in its place. Pushed UPN up to like a higher plateau of like, look, we're doing what you're doing. Yeah, it's a power move a la, I would say, that NBC pulled with Brooklyn Nine-Nine from Fox. Yes. Brooklyn Nine-Nine is a great show and Fox does many things incorrectly a lot of the time except them doing really good first seasons of Ryan Murphy shows and that's about all they do really correctly as far as I'm concerned and I I can relate that back to the Warner Brothers I can relate that back to the Warner Brothers WB in that Bob Greenblatt was running Showtime and then he went over and NBC made Brooklyn Nine-Nine like NBC Mm -hmm. Universal makes that show but it was on Fox for a while right and so when Bob Greenblatt moved over to NBC, he then, like I would say, I think subjectively, he killed the NBC brand. He tried to do a lot of things with the network that did not work. No. He, he kind of lost that edge of the must-see TV, that, that Thursday night comedy that was all of those old shows. And right when he left to join and, and create HBO Max and be the head of HBO, they got back Brooklyn Nine-Nine and got back that old branding again of that must-see TV. So it's interesting now because also Bob Greenblatt was just let go from HBO Max. Yeah, because they have no new shows. Yeah, they only got 4 million new subscribers in this rebranding of from HBO to HBO Max with this, this bigger branding. I guess it's not rebrand. It's like... We're bigger now than we were. Just we weren't. We're not just this tiny thing anymore. Yeah, and I will say that as someone who probably watches like HBO Max on a daily basis. Yeah, like the I streaming, still love it. The streaming wars have begun. I mean, no one wants to like HBO is such a sexier brand. That's what Alex Wilson said the other day on this podcast. It's such a sexier brand than TBS than TNT, which I think is so true. I never really I thought mean, about it that way. I mean. You haven't thought, I mean, like, the quote I always use, which I guess is a sneak preview of the Pretty Liars episode, is that when ABC Family became freeform, Marlene King would say, we have HBO level sex scenes, which they did not. They did not have HBO but level now, sex scenes. ironically, Pretty Little Liars, a Warner produced show, is on the Warner owned HBO Max. Yeah. So if like, I know they did. Never mind. I'm going to. That's for Pretty Liars episode. That's not for. That's not for this episode. Yeah. Again, this is the Roswell episode. Roswell from the WB Network and Roswell, New Mexico from the CW Network. Yeah. What's cool is like the powers that they have in this series do reflect the powers they used to have in the last series, but I would say it's way more like godlike. Yeah, like, in, in, like so, Old Testament god, like I would even say. Yeah, like he he's like Zeus, like yeah. Max, like controls all of electricity, and like that's how he can regenerate people and bring them back to life. Different than how the Force works. Definitely. Well, that's as well what he's figuring about his powers is. That opposed to the original Max Evans, while obviously saving someone's life with your hand, uh, it takes a lot out of you. But when Max 
the new Max Evan puts his hand, I will say, in the new Roswell. It's like on her chest. It's right by her boob. It's very much there, like by her heart. That's where he has to heal her, which is far more inconvenient to hide than one like close to your belly button. But I digress. That's for like sexiness and all of those types of things. He realizes that saving people's lives, although that's an instinct that he as Max, as an alien who's brought up in the wonderful middle class family in America, he's a good guy. He wants to help people. He's a police officer. He wants to help whoever he can make a difference in this world and protect the people he loves, you know, at the same time. But it takes it out of him in a different way where it's like he gets really sick from healing people. And when he kills people he finds well that's a whole other thing he feels really good when he kills people which brings up more of is he the bad bringing it back to the beginning of this episode is he kavar not kavar is he izzy is he the dark one that betrayed the family Mm, probably or maybe not because it's maybe it's too obvious i don't know i don't think because they this entire show they kind of were like yeah max is still like the leader and max is this but is he is he something else? Is someone else the leader? I don't know. Is there a leader? Or did Max being a leader in his uh, country ruin him? In his country, in his planet. He didn't come from a different fucking country. He came from a different planet. Planet, like yeah. after that. So maybe he was the ruler, the king, the emperor, if you will, of this planet. And maybe that power went to his head. And maybe that's why they had to leave was because the the leader lost his damn mind and started making this planet into something different than it was. And there were riots on the street that were awful. And then there were people that were crazy. And the, is that what's happening in America? Are we going through what Roswell, New Mexico's like their home planet had to escape? Maybe they're just like marching for civil rights exactly. and then the government got a little too... And then Max got upset. Max was like, oh no. Yeah. And then like Isabel and Michael wouldn't like that. And then went and inspected a bunker. Exactly. And Isabel and Michael are like marching on the streets trying to get equality for their people. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking is that's what's, what's going happening. on. That, that, that's what happened on their home Max planet. really wants to get reelected. So he's <laughs> using the, the government forces for nefarious purposes. Yes, but then their hopes when they're bringing their former planet that's been ruined by Max and his awful leadership to this new one, they still give him the opportunity to become something. They let him, like, be a pod kid, patchling, whatever. Because, just because you are maybe, like, the the genetic clone of that person doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna be, like, a murderer the way they were. Because he isn't. You know, it's nature versus nurture, you know? Yeah. And whether or not he can control those things. And I think he can to a certain degree. Absolutely. We'll see. We'll see. But I as well appreciate them kind of, you know, breaking Liz and Max up in this end of the season because, mm-hmm. like, she shouldn't be. Liz is a scientist who's going to save the goddamn world. She should not be around a boyfriend who, although is a hero and saved her life and saved her sister's life, also ruined their lives. And, you know, did all these things. It's a very complicated relationship. And now he's going through an abusive streak, I would say. If your boyfriend says to you they got high after killing someone, then you should stop dating them. And that's what she did. That's like, yeah, that's like, that's the appropriate. That's a healthy healthy, decision. (laughs) That's a healthy decision. So that's why I was even more so. Because none of the couples that you really want to be together are together at the end of the season. Michael and Marie are together, and that's fine. But, you know, it's all about Alex and Michael. Yeah. 
Or maybe polyamory? I mean, I'm for that as well. They should, again, who are we to judge alien sexuality? They can do whatever they want. They're aliens. Hey, if William Moulton Marston, who created Wonder Woman, could be in a polyamorous relationship, yes. then, you know, anything's possible. Absolutely. Just bringing it back to Warner Brothers. Yes. We got it. Yes. I also have to say that, like, honestly, and this is going to take it away from Warner Brothers for a second, so I apologize. Chris and I... We loved the first season of Roswell, and I almost immediately, we started watching the new season of Roswell, except it came on the heels of Rise of Skywalker. And if you've seen the end of the first season of Roswell, and you've seen the end of Rise of Skywalker, then you will understand why it was difficult for me to watch the new season of Roswell until I had confirmation that Ben Solo lives in this series, Max Evans lives in this series, <laughs> yeah, and that he would not, you know, like, leave Ray. Or Liz Parker to, like, have to fend for themselves in this, like, barren sand wasteland that they're in. Yeah, but Ben finished what his grandfather started, which is what he says in The Force Awakens. Yeah. I'll finish what you started. And he does, which is saving the one he loves with the Force. Yeah. But Anakin decided to be uh, selfish with the Force because he didn't really know any better because he was abused by Palpatine. and. Yeah. And same thing, Ben was abused by Palpatine, and then he learned better, and then he gave his full self, he became fully selfless, and he was able to give his life force to save the one he loves. Yeah, so right after the movie came out, I like said that to Chris and made him feel better about it, and then I explained to him about how it's okay, all the... Everything that happened in Rise of Skywalker is okay. Everything is fine. And then since then, I've been like, I've just, I'm just not okay. Yeah. Well, no one is okay right now in general. But like anyone who's Adam Driver a fan, you should do wellness check on because like. Or just the Star Wars. Yeah. Like if yeah, you we like. I really love how all Star Wars fits together. Yeah. Like I just, yeah, this is not an episode about Star Wars either because this isn't a Star Wars podcast. But what I'm saying is that they did it correctly with this show. Ben Solo lives. Lives, Max Evan lives. And that's all I have to say about that. And again, <laughs> we brought this up before, is that clearly Michael, I almost said Michael Trevino, and that is... His real name. The writer? Yeah, well, that that's like Kyle's, the real Kyle, Kyle's real name on the show. Oh, I will say the original Kyle as well is a great, 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 great actor. He was on... Um, Revenge, if you've ever seen that, and if you haven't, you definitely should. And then he was also, uh, Nick Nick Wessler is his name, and then he was also in the pilot of Dynasty, and he dies in it, spoiler alert. Which for, I thought, for the CW network. For the CW. Um, so I really want him to be part of the show. Like, I, Kyle, again, because he, he's this big bully, just like Kyle is, like, in this show during high school until life happens and like what happens to Kyle in the original Roswell is he almost dies and Max saves his life and he becomes a Buddhist afterwards he no longer is a football player like who's a bully he's a Buddhist and is like I am a transformed person it's so great and I love that type of journey it's so great but yeah I feel like the writer the guy the guy who wrote part of Rise of Skywalker watched a lot of CW shows maybe there were things that happened in CW shows that happened in Rise of Skywalker and that's all I'm saying about that and I do like Rise of Skywalker except you killed my favorite character in Star Wars so yeah. that's fine who, who did kill my other, favorite character who, who did Wars. kill my other my former favorite character in Star Wars and you know what I'm fine with that because you know what that's called character development and that's what movies and TV are people like that's what we're watching we're watching flawed people become the people they're meant to be 
through the course of the journey of the show, through miscommunication and tragedy, they become who they're supposed to be. If you start the journey as a perfect person, what are you watching? You're not watching anything. Yes. And that's what Roswell, New Mexico is about. Flawed people and flawed aliens. Definitely. Oh my God. Yeah. Because again, I didn't really, we didn't really go into this, but the biggest difference between the two shows, I would say, is that, you know, they have to kind of commit murder, not really commit murder. They have to be accessories to murder and also in order to cover up a triple homicide. Isabel is being possessed. She doesn't know this by her then to be husband in the pilot of the show basically, in their high school years. So we're seeing all of this stuff happen. Basically, when they're in high school, Liz has a sister, older sister, who's kind of a troublemaker, gets into trouble, likes pills, likes booze, and she gets into this tragic car accident that takes two women's lives who happen to be white. And so then they villainize Rosa for the rest of her unlife. Un- un- She's dead. Her family is... Post-life. ...is racially profiled for the rest of their life because of something they thought Rosa did. Rosa, guess what, didn't do that. Isabel killed those people, and then they had to set it up as an accident, and they made it seem that Rosa was drunk driving something she would never do because her mother did that and almost killed them. So Liz knew that, and she knew her sister didn't do that, Mm -hmm. regardless of her addiction issues. So Rosa, who did nothing other than kind of really fall for Isabel being possessed by Karev, Kavar <laughs> situation. Um, I think his, I think his name is just Noah on the show. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's like Noah Canaan. So I do have the K, but it's like definitely. So again, because sexuality for aliens, like if you want to put it in a box, go fuck yourself. They can do whatever they want, and that's also on the journey that she's going on. So like, is Isabel gonna end up with Rosa, who like she had a thing with like in an alien subconscious level of her life for a period of time. Yeah. Or is she going to end up with Alex's hot brother because Alex and, and Isabel are soulmates in the original Roswell, you know, like they're supposed to be together. Not, not Alex's ugly brother. (laughs) You mean Alex's racist as shit brother who was from the original Twilight? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He plays one of, one of uh, the werewolves in Twilight. Um, Are the werewolves really racist? No, his character in this is racist as shit against aliens. No, 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 no. His path, like, some of his pack may have been, like, you know, like, very <laughs> close-minded in their views about things because yeah. they're, like, profiled for being werewolf and also being Native American, which is something this show really plays with, is that not only are they dealing with racism against illegal immigrants in this country, but racism against Native Americans who, guess what, are the real Americans of this goddamn country. If your family came on the Mayflower, if you were came here from any other European country, guess what, you're not American. You're French-American. You're Scottish-American. Mine did. Mine came on the Mayflower. Yeah. 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 So they came from that country. Yeah. The only people who are Americans are Native Americans. Yeah, yeah. They came, and they came across, their ancestry came across the Bering Strait between Russia and Alaska, like, you know, however long ago that was, it was frozen over and they were able to walk across it. And there's obviously like proof of that. And that's how we know how the Native Americans came, went from Africa, Pangea, where we were all from. And then they, they went over to North America. Pangea. Yeah. And <laughs> like, al- also what I said. Totally. totally but yeah. like. Things were, things were a little closer back then too. Yeah. Because like, if you, if you've now, I won't even say if it's a California thing. Everywhere fucking has earthquakes now, you see. 
Yeah. You know, like the earth shifts and the earth, like the planet, we used to have one major form of land and it's all separated now. So that's how all of that happened. Or if you don't believe that and you believe the earth is flat, then I'm really sorry. And you've probably been offended by a lot of the things I've said in this podcast. So I apologize about that. There's nothing I can do about that. There's nothing I can do about that. I mean, what I don't. What do you think a horizon is? That the ship. You guess you think ships fall off the, when they fall off the horizon. That's you know there are a lot of things. I think that they they have to quote the best writer of our time, Lawrence Kasdan, and his line he gave to one of the best actors of our time, Jeff Goldblum, one of the best movies ever, The Big Chill. Who can go one morning without a good rationalization? Can you? Like, can any of us? Whatever rationalization this person who believes that they're flat earths needs to get through to get through their day, to get back home. Hopefully they're not leaving anywhere because we're in the middle of the pandemic, people. Hopefully. Or maybe by the time you're listening to this, it is in the pandemic. And then, good! I'm so glad you went through this. Like, like you're beyond this. Not, I'm not glad we went through global pandemic because it's been wildly inconvenient for, I think, everyone involved. But if you're listening to this once coronavirus has a vaccine, congratulations. Congratulations. You made it. We didn't. <laughs> Hopefully we did. There was 7 billion people on this planet, but, but this time that we've had in quarantine... Let's us, even though I've been working through it since I'm a healthcare professional, as well as a Warner Brothers podcaster, arguably the only Warner Brothers podcaster, <laughs> yes, but there is the greater Warner fandom out there of Absolutely. Looney Tunes podcasts and DC podcasts and Animaniacasts. It's great. But I will say this time, we've had a lot of time to reflect back on our media and able to watch and parallel these mythologies Definitely. That have happened in Roswell and in the new Roswell, New Mexico. And it's great. Yeah. So you guys are going to get a few other episodes coming back at you because I had this phenomenon that people have had in the COVID times where I was unable to watch anything I haven't already watched. So guess what, guys? I rewatched some things, which will come in handy. And it's because you want something comforting. Like, you already, yeah. you know what to expect, and you're just, like, looking for the little things, which is always fun. Absolutely. And even with the new Roswell, it is watching something familiar. It's a continuation of a show I love and another season of a show that I love in a completely different way. And, of course, new things, too. There's new HBO stuff. Uh, I'll be gone in the dark. God damn it. That show is... So incredibly terrifying, moving, and inspirational all at the same time. And I really... It isn't inspirational until the final episode. Maybe you're watching that being like, what the... Like, what a part that was inspirational. What's inspirational to me is this sick, sick, deeply disturbed man who took out his own terrors he's experienced and witnessed in his life and made other people experience it. And... A woman, through her own brain, unfortunately, too many prescriptions, and people taking her seriously, and her journey seriously, she helped all of these detectives find this son of a bitch who raped over 50 women and murdered so many more couples. And so these women now have their freedom. They have peace of mind. This man will be in jail for the rest of his goddamn life. Justice is served, and they are the people who won in this. 
Yes. So that's what's inspirational about it to me. Yeah. Just want to clarify that. Uh, there's nothing. The casualty that like apparently people were just raping women all across the fucking world up until like apparently it wasn't a bad thing until about 30 years ago, according to this documentary. And when I mentioned it to other women, older women, they're like, oh, yeah, that's about right. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been watching Harley Quinn, the animated series on HBO Max, which is about a woman who was in an abusive relationship yeah. for a very long time and mm-hmm. decides she's going to become her own villain, like become her own anti-hero. Yeah. She plays a fucking genius scientist therapist who becomes too emotionally attached to one of her patients, which is something that many therapists have a hard time with and gets so wrapped up into this abusive, awful relationship. But as far as I know about the show, is like it has nothing to do with the Joker for the most part because... He shouldn't be the center point of the show because, I mean, yeah. what 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 is that conflict? What what conflict is there in a character no one knows anything actually about? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That like, don't get me wrong. I love the Joker. I love Jack Nicholson as the Joker. I love you know Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger as the Joker. And depending on what like Mark has tweeted, I like Mark Hamill as the Joker sometimes. Um, so it isn't that, I just think that again... This is Alan Tudyk's Joker, and it's impeccable. It's really, really great. Everything Alan Tudyk does is great! He's a huge talent, he's a huge voice talent. All that Disney animated work he's done is brilliant. But, yeah, the main focal point is Harley, and she gets her own team. She ends up killing one of the main villains of Bat in one episode, which is pretty cool. It's It's a brilliant show. Could not recommend it high enough. Yeah, HBO Max, baby. Right? That's it, yeah. Yeah, that, 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 that's like, that's HBO Max. Because, like, they're doing the thing that Netflix is best at. Netflix is best into tricking you into thinking they have a show. Guess what? Those CW shows, when you watch Riverdale, that's a Netflix original, as it says. That's a fucking CW show. Yeah. And that is why after this last season, like this last season, 2019 to 2020 television season is the first season of shows on CW that will not be put onto Netflix. Netflix, new show. So Katie King, rest in peace, should have gone longer. And all of the new shows. Batwoman. Yeah, they're all on HBO Max. But any shows that had already been grandfathered into the Netflix deal, or they get put onto Netflix two weeks after the show ends. I don't know if people know that. Yeah, which is which is crazy too, because that new season happened, and we're supposed to get another new season of shows, but COVID, baby. Uh, so all of the new shows for the CW, which we talked about on the last episode a little bit, but all the new shows for the CW this season, this 2020-2021 season are grabbed from other things like CBS All Access and like the like like Canadian Broadcasting Company yep. and the BBC and um where was the other one from um oh the DC Universe app yep. Swamp Thing yeah which I I'm so excited to see what end up happening with that show because didn't it get like uh, extra order and then they canceled it or some bullshit yeah. like that like something yeah. happened i don't know what was it was because of taxes they mm, think they were filming right. it in like a carolina mm. north or south and they didn't get the tax credit that they were going to get for a season two so they just cut the order short it was like 10 or 13 episodes they cut it down to like eight i think yeah that was just like kind of a mess but you, you, you could find that train in california somewhere 
shoot that there. Right? You can find a swamp. They they drain the swamp. Yeah. That is the problem. But not until we have a vaccine. Because at the end of the day, I'm completely fine with rewatching whatever. I will rewatch Pretty Little Liars and Gossip Girl again before I will allow any of those actors to like put their lives in danger and try to act and kiss people get within six feet of people and breathe all over them without a mask on. This gives me anxiety just thinking about this. I don't want to see my favorite people do that. It's That's why I can't watch baseball right now. Yes, because I like Yasiel Puig tested positive for yeah. coronavirus. So now he can't hug people when he's running around bases like he used to. He can't lick their faces or the ball or the bat. Yeah. I actually don't think he was actually on a team who was trying to train. He's uh-huh. Yeah, but that, that, but that that's good, actually, because he needs to rest his body. Um, but yeah, it's more of like the Marlins fucking shit up. Protect the Dodgers, guys. We need to win a World Series. That's all I have to say. We've come so close. I don't know. You guys are like, how many things is this Holly person really passionate about? <laughs> My best friend asks me, like, how can you be this passionate about so many things? It's like, how can you not be this passionate about this many things? Exactly. And our passion for, Ro- for Roswell. Oh, never ending. Like, never ending. Oh, my God. I used to come, this is like, before I knew, I always like, I loved acting and I loved like TV, I loved movies, but I never really knew I was a writer, but I would totally come up with putting myself into ideas of sequel series of like what Roswell could be. So I totally used to do that when I was younger. Definitely. Um, But then like, as I grew up, I realized that's called fan fiction and everyone apparently does that. That's the original version. Like that's what the original term for Mary Sue was, was writing yourself into the story. Mm. which is not what people use it for now. They no. just use it to be sexist. No, no, not that's called like reader. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Cause I mean like, which I'm we, not into. We, like, why we would I get want into that? It, but like fucking James Bond who can do everything is like the biggest Mary Sue that's ever existed in the history of movies. Yeah. Like knowing about butterflies in the one movie or about like birds, like it's so ridiculous. Like yeah. he knows about everything. But guess what? He is a white man with an accent. No one's going to question anything he does. Of course not. Also, Roswell and Roswell, New Mexico, big differences. I'm not going to talk about the race because that is something that's big and different about both shows. But also, one, they drink Tabasco sauce to stay alive. The other one, they drink nail polish remover to stay alive. I'm like really offended by that. I'm like, one, like... Okay, I love Tabasco sauce. Say what you will. I know Tabasco, of all the different, like, hot sauces in the world, Tabasco obviously isn't the best. But God damn it, due to Roswell. And and I do like it mixed with, like, a ketchup. I think it is good to dip fries into. Come at me. We should encourage people to have spicy food. We should not encourage people to drink nail polish remover. That's the same reason why in Back to the Future... The DeLorean was originally written as a fridge and they said you should rewrite that because kids will go into fridges. And then they ended up using that in the fourth movie. In the fourth Indiana, Indiana Jones. Jones. So yeah. that tells you how much they were throwing at the wall of that movie, I guess, really. But I still don't have a problem with that part of that movie. I love that part of that movie. I think the, I think that movie not falls off the rails, but just gets less interesting when they go to South America. I think like all the stuff leading up to South America is great. And then like there it becomes and just turns into too, too much CG computer generated forests. Just because you can use a green screen for something doesn't mean you should which is like the lesson that i just realized uh, this is again isn't a star wars podcast 
Casey just told me this this week that Gary Oldman was supposed to originally play General Grievous and he didn't. And I can guarantee you it's because he didn't fucking want to be on a goddamn green screen all fucking day. It's, it's be, it was, it was because, a sag thing. I know. I know. Thing, but yeah. it was because of that as well. I can guarantee you. Yeah. Um, that was a part of that as well. They ended up they ended up getting the guy from Indiana Jones actually to play that character. Huh. Yeah. With the that's that's on the ride. Like the, the character that's in the movies and also on the ride. Who plays Gimli in Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah, he's great. Yeah. He's great on the ride. Uh, will we ever go on that again? Like, who knows? Um, no. <laughs> Disney is... Uh, uh, they have Disney Plus. They're doing fine. They're doing fine. They have Hamilton and Beyonce now. They're yeah, they, their goal <laughs> was good. to get to like 60 million describe, subscribers by 2024. And they have 54 million now in... Nine months into, or ten months into, Disney Plus existing yeah, in the first place. going to have even more money now because of Mulan being rented. People are, like, people have been complaining to me about the price. They're like, it should be at least, tw- like, the 20s reasonable. I, it's for I, families. It's for families. And, like, that's the problem. and I also know we live in Los Angeles, but I have paid $30. I can't even get through this. I've paid $30 for a movie ticket before. I've totally done that. I think we paid $30 each to see when we saw Wizard of Oz in 3D, like, oh, yeah. IMAX. And it's like, I would pay $30 again to see that goddamn movie again. And if you didn't, and if you wouldn't want to do that, that's not my problem. Like, Yeah, there's there's certain movies I would definitely pay $30 yes, to see. see. on the big screen? Of yeah. course. But I, again, like... I like we haven't talked about this here, but I I feel really bad for the one thing I do feel bad for Disney is is they made Mulan as their first war movie and they're not going to get that in a big screen. This is a war movie. Mulan's about one of the biggest wars that ever happened in China. Yeah, that that's the big problem too. With like Scoob was supposed to be the first Scooby Doo three D Scooby Doo movie in theaters, and even it was really supposed to be the first Scooby Doo movie in theaters besides like obviously the live action movies. Nope, that it's just straight to straight yeah. to. Uh, Direct to home entertainment, as it was used to be called. Yeah, well, on that one we have like Velma was Linda Cardellini, who went to LMU with Colin Hanks, our original. Max. Bringing it back to Roswell, our original Alex. Sorry, um, who then like obviously was they went to college together, and then Busy Phillips ended up acting with Linda and Linda Cardellini. Yeah, and, and Freaks and Geeks. Freaks and Geeks. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, all of them went to LMU together. It's crazy. Really cool, Loyola Marymount University. None of them graduated from LMU either. I think I have to say that. They all went there. None of them graduated from that university. I just have to make that like really known and I think it's really funny. That's really funny. So I guess wrapping it up, wrapping up the Roswell episode. Yeah, I didn't get do as much tra- spoilers about the original show. I did a lot about the new shows. I apologize, yeah. but the old show I did not do as much into just because I think you should watch it. The original Roswell is classic WB, and if you haven't watched that, shame on you. It's on Hulu right now. You should watch it. It has so many actors that you'll recognize. It'll blow your mind. Yeah, I think I think there's like an original WB network trilogy of sci-fi shows that everyone should watch. And one isn't a sci-fi show at all, actually. I guess like these teen dramas, Mm -hmm. which is Buffy and Angel. That's one show. Yeah. It's the same thing. Angel just runs the mythology deeper. That's how I always think of it. Angel's a better show. Yeah. I'll say it. And then you have Dawson's Creek. Yes. And then you have Roswell. Yes. I think those are the three main caveats. Oh, yeah. And and I would say even like Dawson's Creek and Roswell obviously have the famous, most famous casts of any, I would say, WB show. Yeah. They made 
they and made like, it all work. Yeah. The, like, also, Gilmore Girls, which I'm aware of, even though I've never seen it, just because I haven't seen something doesn't mean I'm not completely aware of everything that happens on that goddamn show. Yeah, well, the creator of Gilmore Girls too, Amy Sherman Palladino, mm-hmm. she, she's been winning a lot of Golden Globes and I think Emmys yes. with The Marvelous Miss Maisel on yep. Amazon. Haven't seen it. Me neither. <laughs> I haven't seen Bunheads either. That was her ABC Family show. Sutton Foster. But it, we've it, seen Sutton Foster in something. Yes, we saw her in Into the Woods. We did see her. That was when this I was like, how, "Do you remember what we saw Sutton Foster in?" Because we didn't understand how amazing it was. We saw her do Into the Woods at the Hollywood Bowl, and I agree with the review we got, which was that this is the first production of anything I've seen at the Hollywood Bowl that I thought this should go to Broadway, and it should. It was- and you should cast my friend who was playing Snow White, Claire Adams. Shout out. Love you. It was a really great show. Normally, Hollywood Bowl shows are kind of just like, well, the ones that I've seen, they just like get on stage and they sing and then they walk off. But this was a full performance. It was an actual yeah. production of Into the Woods and it was beautiful. Yeah, it was It was definitely better than me seeing Brian Stokes Mitchell opposite Jessica Biel from WB's from, <laughs> from Seventh Heaven. For some reason that only God could possibly know doing Guys and Dolls playing Sky Masterson and Sarah Brown. And why would you do that to yourself or Los Angeles or the Hollywood Bowl? Jessica Biel? Jessica Biel. Okay. This <laughs> makes no sense. It makes no sense. Uh, she should stay in Seventh Heaven or, or I don't know. Or I just, now pronounce you Chuck and Larry too. She's great in that. She should just keep doing that and just, just keep doing Chuck and Larry just, movies. Just like keep doing you, Jessica. Just, just stop. Just, just don't you. sing soprano parts you can't sing. That's yeah, it. That's, that's all, all I'm saying. That's all we're asking. I remember the Holocaust episode of Seventh Heaven. That's the only episode I've seen. Oh it's a really good episode. Yeah, I mean, like, that show will never get replayed because the pastor who taught, who, who like, leaves the show is, is... The dad. Is the dad, but he is a sex offender. Yes. He, that show will never get played on anything ever again because we don't want that man getting money. Yes. Sorry, Beverly Mitchell. Yeah. Sorry, Jessica Biel. You have enough. You're fine. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that Timberlake, though, don't quit. No, gotta watch that shit. Yeah. Watch that. So Roswell and Roswell, New Mexico. Final thoughts. Are there any other connections that we like may have missed from between both series? Anything important that we're not hitting? Um, I mean, the crash down is there. The, the yeah. Diner. We've said that their powers are the same, except they're more exaggerated, almost godlike in the sequel series. Which definitely goes along with the godlike image that I would say is in the the Old Testament, which this is family who are Catholics. That like that's something important, and that is one of the reasons why they're like we can totally convince our dad, Rosa and Liz, are like we can convince him that you're resurrected from the dead. Like this is no brainer. He prays every day to a person who was resurrected from the dead. Yeah. So like if you were resurrected from the dead, God, that's great. And if, I think the the big difference. Yeah, like, we didn't really talk about that a lot. That's like yeah. the main thing that happens in the show. <laughs> yeah, and also too when when I started watching Roswell, New Mexico, the new series. It, it takes place 10 years after them all going to high school together. Yeah. And the original series is them going to high school together. Roswell High. So you think, okay, maybe all of those events did happen. Yeah. And I just didn't see them. And then as you're watching the pilot of the new show, 
some stuff starts going down, you're like, oh, wait, maybe that stuff didn't happen. Yeah. Or maybe some of, maybe the essence of some of that stuff did. Maybe the key relationships did happen back then, and now it's 10 years later. Like, there's some stuff you can kind of pull out of the old show, maybe. Well, I would even say that, obviously, Alex and Michael have the more established relationship back in the day, in high school. Although it's very, very secret, because, you know of homophobia and all of that. But Liz and Max, while they have this connection and this flirtation, and it almost happens, but then Rosa dying, uh, being murdered by Noah, and that murder having to be covered up just really changes the course of all of their lives, you know? So it really is so much pale liar-isms. It's ridiculous. But Pretty little liar-isms. That's yeah, great... it's like you all coming back after a period of time and... Pretty Little Liar parallelograms. It's just, it's the best. One thing I really do appreciate as well in playing with your expectations, if you are an OG Roswell fan in the new show, is that Maria is the first human to find out in the pilot. She finds out in the pilot and reacts not well uh, to them being aliens. Uh, and she's the one who finds out last in this one. That's really cool. Yeah, and I think that's a... That's a really cool thing to do in general. And there were so many moments in the season when we were watching. I'm like, oh, this is about to happen. It did happen. And it was so like great that it did. Because as a viewer, you want you want the things you want to happen to happen in front of you. Yeah, it's comforting. It's comforting. You don't want these people to suffer that much. They're obvi- You're on a TV show. You're going to suffer some. Obviously, that's why you're on a TV show. You're going to suffer for at least 22 episodes. I mean, or unfortunately, not right now. 13 Razzle, they only got 13. I hope they get a better episode order because you know what like having a 24 episode order is much nicer than having a 13 can tell you that much for sure i really think it's cool what they've done with the another cw network show uh supernatural where they made dc comic books about the characters and they made like an animated show about the characters like i feel like you can do that with other cw shows you can do dc comics for them that'd be like a cool synergy thing well, yeah, and I think that, like, for Buffy, obviously, they, they do have um, comic books for that. And I wonder if they do have for Roswell. I mean, they had books that, if you have the original Roswell books, let me tell you, they're hundreds of bucks on the internet. Really? If you have those babies, look at them up. You can get a pretty penny for them now. That's pretty crazy. So, I believe we've covered everything? Yeah, just, like, do yourself a favor and watch both Roswells if you haven't already, like... You have to do it. It's very good. What else are you doing? We're supposed to be getting married tomorrow, but we are not because of COVID. Like, exactly. this is what we were doing instead. So, like, what are you doing with your life that you have an excuse? Enjoy. We should be doing our um, rehearsal, rehearsal dinner, dinner right, right now. now. <laughs> we should be at our rehearsal dinner with yep. all of our friends and family. But instead, we are home recording a podcast about two TV shows that we've watched once. Because that's how much we care about you, the listener. <laughs> you once i've watched roswell more times and probably is healthy i don't oh. know how many times i've watched the original I meant, roswell i meant like it just happened to us before yeah. previously like i'll probably do a rewatch now it was really great absolutely so absolutely uh, yeah the new series is excellent love the old series the one thing i can say the only complaint i have about the old series is the last season feels like five seasons because yeah. they're like, oh, we're getting canceled. So much so happens. Every three episodes, it's a new season you're watching. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a whole new 
It's a full season arc story, in three episodes. Story, baby. You they get, get through. They get in and get out. And it's really cool to watch and fun. I just wish we did see that spread over like the course of a bunch of seasons. That's TV. Sometimes you just don't get the opportunity to do so. And at least they were able to wrap it up, which is more than a lot of other series gets, you know. Absolutely. Get opportunity. At least they, they, they knew the end was near and they knew they could prepare and they knew they had to prepare. Yeah. So this has been the ATNWB podcast talking about an ATNWB network TV series, Roswell, an ATNCW network series, Roswell, New Mexico. I'm just kind of rolling with it, seeing how it fits. I don't know. And yeah, this has been the podcast. I have been your host, Chris Booker-Taylor, and this has been my co-host. I'm Holly Levesque. And that's all, folks. Roar! This has been a full dinosaur production.